What a sci-fi Saturday night. Oh, that's right. I, uh, listen, and this is good. Thank you for having me on. This is Adam West and AdamWest.com. Don't forget that. AdamWest.com, we have so many goodies for you. Computer status report. Don't blink. Don't even blink. Blink and you're dead. No! Wrong! Saturday night. A huge thank you to TV's Adam West for the intro tonight. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Wizard World special. Welcome to Sci-Fi Saturday night. I don't even know what day it is. What day is it? Saturday night. Yeah, I know. The date. The date. Anybody? Is October 16th. It's October something, and... Uh, we're really tired. We've spent the entire day at Wizard World today in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. And at the time, we were also hijacked by President Obama's motorcade, uh, which got us uh, almost locked out of Wizard World at one point. Ugh! Healthcare! <laughs> ah. So we're sitting here tonight in the Alston Brighton Hellmouth. It's myself. I'm the Dome. With me is Kriana at her soundboard. Uh. And somewhere in the room is Drew, who's half asleep. <laughs> and in Erie, Indiana, our crop circle investigator and part-time Mercedes McNabb impersonator. <laughs> that was mean. Well, you know, I'm the only one who's awake, so I'll take that. <laughs> True enough. Guys, it was, I, I don't know how you feel about Wizard World Day 1, actually Day 2. Yeah, you guys were not Day 1. Zombrarian and I went to go check out on Day 1. We scoped the area. We got the lay of the land. We got very sore feet and very empty pockets. Oh, my God. I, we spent so much money. <laughs> it is so... Not even funny. Excuse me, Ms. Dome, if you're listening tonight, I didn't spend a lot. I swear to God, I didn't spend a lot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, we, there were old favorites. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, Sarah Richard was there. Well, she's technically a young favorite. She's technically a young favorite. Tracy Lee Quinn was there. We love you, Tracy. We love you dearly. Uh, the Underburbs guys were there. Woot Underburbs. Woot, woot, woot. Who else um, was there? Let's see. We, we saw you, Bob Shaw. Shout out, Bob Shaw. Shout Bob out, Almond. Bob and Kim. And Bob Almond. Um, oh, no. Uh, Help me, um, Chocolate Dome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Enrique. Um, um, Scott Amberson. Who, Scott, of Who we found out also lives in the Alston Brighton Hellmouth. And is probably going to do a show live from the Hellmouth in the near future. Sure. We'll say that. Um, Having said that, he has to do it now. And and we found some new favorites, like everyone else. Oh gosh, yes. And and over the coming weeks, we're going to bring the new favorites to you. 
so like those Canadian. There were like eight Canadian people that we met who were awesome. Oh, oh my god! There's a Canadian web series. I'm just gonna do a tease on this right now, and I, I bet you they're they're sitting in their hotel room going, "We we should we should be on the show, eh?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we can't count on those too. people anymore. <laughs> uh, no, that the, it was called Mind's Eye, wasn't it? Yes. yes. And it's this wonderful web series that we got to see the beginning of, and we're going to have them on very shortly. It looks amazing. And if and if you find their website right now, I think they have bat behind the scenes and some trailers up. And they, they actually had one of their child stars there. And as we were talking to the adults, the child stars were just making faces at them. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, and 664? Oh, yeah, we love the 664. And that the, was still old favorites. Though, and right? the 45, uh, no. <laughs> well, there goes our ratings. Okay, we nice. Story. And those guys wearing the... costumes, the five oh first. I know it was oh, like a yeah. number. Yeah, we had the five oh first. Oh, 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 Java. Coats? Just so you know, on the website already up are pictures. No, they're not up yet. They're not up yet. They will be up later tonight. Are pictures of moi with women in spandex once again. It, it, uh, I, there's this really great new technology I've seen. It it allows you to take any object out of a frame. So so you have a picture and you and you just draw the mouse around the object you want taken out. So there are going to be a lot of dome-shaped holes in those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I, I urge you to use your Photoshop techniques however you desire. Your favorite, Doug Jones. We, oh my gosh, yes. We talked, we laughed, we hugged. Um, we shared a lot of love. There was a lot of love in the room. For those of you who don't know who Doug Jones is... He was that guy under all that makeup. He played the Fawn in Pan's Labyrinth. He was the Pale Man in Pan's Labyrinth. He was Abe Sapien in Hellboy and Hellboy 2. And he was the Silver Surfer. He was the Silver Surfer, but who remembers that? I do. Um, he was yeah, the Corpse Guy in Hocus Pocus. He, and he was also one of the gentlemen on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. In the Hush episode. Phenomenally talented human being. And we actually taped an interview with him that we'll be playing in a little bit. Now, I've got to tell you, Doug is probably one of the nicest human beings we've ever had the pleasure of interviewing. Well, you know, I mean, I've seen a lot of his work and interviews with him about, especially Pan's Labyrinth, because it's one of my favorite movies. And it, it's a, he's, he's an amazing performer. He really is. Well, you know, he, he's right out by you, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, his new movie was shot in Indiana, and he said he was going to be back in Indiana very soon to promote it. It's called My Name is Jerry. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I saw that on the radar. Yep. And if you go down there and identify yourself as one of the people from Sci-Fi Saturday Night, he'll be thrilled to see you. He'll probably hug you. And share a lot of love. <laughs> we adore it. He's like so tall and like he doesn't look physically possible. Yeah. Yeah, you you look at him and you go, "Okay, I get the whole Abe Sapien thing now." Yes, he does have the proportions of Abe Sapien, but I don't know how he held up all the mechanics for the fawn. Seriously. Oh my gosh, yes. He, the, well, he seems the so fawn thin. was the font, I actually saw the I saw I had a DVD I have a DVD somewhere specifically on the the makeup work behind the font and it's you know an amazing contraption but 
the the physical necessities that he had to you know fulfill. Wow, it's it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, he's going to be at Ball State. Yep. Cool. So I guess without further ado, I will play our interview with Doug Jones. We apologize for the background noise, but there was a hell of a lot of people there. Yeah, we couldn't really help it. Okay, here we go. We're good. Okay, can you hear can you hear me? Yeah, I think we can hear pretty good, so it's okay. We're standing here in the middle of a huge building. Talking to Jack Jones. Hi. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me on your show. This is really an honor to be on Sci Fi Saturday night. And I assume this are we hearing this on a Saturday night now? Uh, yeah. Okay, great. Well, we're live on Saturday nights and uh, on iTunes and our podcasts are uh, off the website. So they can get in there anytime. And we'll send you uh, a link. Please send, send me a link. Yeah. I, I want to let all the fan sapiens know. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. Yeah. Really? I love them, right? Awesome. Well, I played Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies, of course. So fans of mine call themselves fan sapiens. <laughs> yes. 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 I know. I know. I know. Well, she, she loves Pan's Labyrinth, though. I have uh, a question about that, actually. Ask me about Pan's Labyrinth. I love it. Do you have to learn Spanish? Or did they kind of get you? Or did you already know Spanish? Right? Oh, okay. I did not know Spanish already. I had two years of it in high school, but that was gone by now. Because it was 30 <laughs> years later. Um, I, uh, I was in, so intimidated and terrified about doing the role of the fawn with all that dialogue, paragraphs of dialogue in Espanol. So I told Guillermo del Toro when, when he offered the role to me, and I read the script in English, thinking, oh, this is great. And then he said, it's going to be in Spanish. <laughs> Not so great. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I, I told him, I had, there's no way I can pull off that much dialogue. I can't memorize that much dialogue in a language I don't speak. And he said, ah, don't worry about it, my friend. You can count to 10 for all I care, and we'll dub over it later. So I thought, ah, you know, okay, I guess, I guess that's comforting to know that I can't ruin the film. But uh, I still don't want to have my mouth doing one through ten, and then have a dub over. So it's going to lift dubbed over and it's yeah, yeah. easy. So I knew that I really needed to learn the Spanish dialogue, so that even if they do dub over me, they can have a, a, a clean lip sync. So Dougie uh, buckled down and learned Spanish of the movie. I learned all my dialogue. I memorized it word for word. I knew what I was saying. I could have a translation with me all the time. And I uh, also uh, knew what, what uh, I, I played off of, off to this little theory I played by Ivana Baccaro. I knew what her lines were, too, so I knew how to react to uh, so I had to, I, it was the hardest my brain has ever worked. <laughs> you did an excellent job. You are very kind. Thank you so much. I, I felt very, and by the end of it, uh, everyone on the set in Spain told me that my Spanish was flawless. Uh, <laughs> so then I'm thinking, like, oh, why did I suggest a voiceover? Ah, crazy. But, um, and they, they said that my accent was from another world. They weren't quite sure where I was from. It wasn't America, though. That was a nice compliment, right? I know. But by then, uh, Guillermo already had a, Guillermo before our director, already had a voice actor in mind that would, so he could direct in voiceover sessions that would find nuances that I couldn't hear with my American ear. That, that's totally fine. I understand. And then at the same time, you had that full body suit and that full body makeup to get into every day. Yes. What's that like? Five time? hours. And it's exactly what you would think it would be like when you're wearing that much foam latex rubber and leg extensions and mechanics in your face and head with the, and big horns on your head, the weight, the, the heat. That's what you would think it would be. And yet, 
it was glorious and wonderful to become such a creature that I could never play with my own human face. And at the end of it all, when you're at the Oscars the next year, with the movie having six nominations, one of those nominations and wins was for Best Makeup. Absolutely. So that was that. <laughs> so that was that. Oh. oh. So that was that. Oh, oh. Okay, Java, you're going to have to shut off the stream when you do that. Sorry. Headphones, headphones, sir. You stream. <laughs> headphones. Check, double check. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was a great interview. Nothing cooler than being told to shut up by Doug Jones. <laughs> He's so fabulous. We really, really, really liked interviewing him and talking to him. He was such a sweetie. Um, we, we got a picture of him hugging Zombrian, and his torso is kind of curled around her head. <laughs> He's like a foot and a half taller than her, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, man. So the next interview that we got to do, we were hanging around, around there, and we found Jerry. Jerry was our escort. He's, he's the PR guy for... Uh, was Jerry Milani, thank you very much. He was fabulous to us. This man is harassed by... Every press person, and probably lots more people. And like every time we'd walk near him, he'd look at us and go, oh God, they're back. What can I do? What do you need? Oh God. And it's like he'd cringe, but we understood why he was cringing, because we needed something. Everyone and their mom needed, needed something. Needed something. It was ridiculous. So, But he was very wonderful to us. He um, took us around, and he brought us into the... Buffy extravaganza hullabaloo playpen. I'm going to call sandbox. it a playpen. Sandbox. 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 Playpen! Okay. It was, it was really cool because the way they had it set up is they had dividing curtains, but then one side was open so that people could look in and see, oh, hey, look, there's uh, James Mercer sitting over there. Oh, hey, look, there's... I'm sure it sold them more autographs. Oh, hell yeah. People who were like, you know, two months ago in their bedroom, like, nah, I don't think I'm going to go for that. Now, like, when you're presented with them, you're like, oh, well, I guess I should. And the cool thing is that that open side was on one of the biggest aisles of the show, and every once in a while, one of them would get up, walk to the edge, and just talk to people. And, I mean, eventually the crowd control person would come and shoo everyone away, but it was like, they were so accessible. It was great. Um, He's still there. Java? Java? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Are you awake? I, I, I am. I'm, I'm awake, but, you know. That's, that sounds really good. You know, I, I, I understand the Buffy love because I've, I've had a lot of um, friends who have been Buffy fans, but I've only watched the first two seasons. Oh, well, guess what? We've got a lot of Buffy love coming up right now. Yeah, so so forgive me if I don't understand it, um, but right. it sounds um, really neat. If, if you replaced Buffy with um, Stargate SG One, I'd understand. Well, yeah, we're not going <laughs> okay, to go there. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, have an idea. Let's change it to Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! Tomorrow we're going to be uh, interviewing Luciana Cara. From Battlestar Galactica. There we go. Yes, that is on our list. Um, so actually, the next interview we get to do is with Mark Metcalf, who, if you 
you've seen the first season of Buffy, you saw his work. Uh, right. He played the master. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like the sweetest guy on the face of the planet. I well, kid you not. You know, the cool thing was for people my age, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> we remember Mark Metcalf, Mark Metcalf as uh, Doug Niedemeyer from Animal House. Pledge pin? <laughs> You're wearing a pledge And we ended up giving him a Sci-Fi Saturday Night pin as a pledge pin, which we thought was kind of cool, and he kind of thought was interesting, too. But accessible, absolutely accessible. And, I mean, once we started talking, it was like we were just talking with the guys. Oh, it was so, it was awful, though, because there were people that were, like, paid to get his autograph and, like, paid to talk to him. And we were trying to be courteous and like, oh, oh, go ahead. And, oh, he just didn't want to stop talking to us. No, no, he was, he was like, no, 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 no. Let me finish talking to you. So <laughs> it was, it was neat. Um, we had a good time. Should we I play a, it now? We had a great time. Yeah, let's, oh. uh, let's hit the Mark Metcalf interview. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're recording into that? Yeah. Well, I think go talk. No, no, no. Definitely. I mean, it's it's really interesting to hear somebody's opinion about their own uh, career. And, you know, that, that was really interesting to listen to. Yeah, and now we're, we're going to get into a couple of interviews with, with beautiful young women that I just kind of blew. <laughs> um, I, Wait, hold on. Beautiful young women and the interviews you blew. Exactly. Yeah. Thank, thank hey. you for the clarification, young man. Um, otherwise I would be on the next plane out because uh, well you're you're coming out in April anyway and we're looking forward to that that'd be fun so the next interview we did was with our good friend and is this her third interview this is our third interview we've done for Amber Benson who told me that she would fight me for her boyfriend (laughs) It's yes, she on did. Amber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then she realized how much bigger you were than her. <laughs> at which point she just kind of backed off just the slightest bit. <laughs> we got a chance to talk to Amber about um, the high school reunion aspect of uh, this whole Buffy Fest deal, as well as. Um, as well as uh, Adam Bush and her new film, Drones, and what's coming up with that. And you know what? I just kind of got tongue-tied. I really did. You're um, still tongue-tied. You're I tongue-tied am. just thinking about I'm it. I'm tired. I'm, I'm really tired. We're but, all tired. But i got to tell you, you know, Amber is just one of the sweetest young women we've ever interviewed, we've ever had on the show spoken to met face to face yeah and i mean you know the cool thing with amber is 
she's as sweet in person as she is during an interview. She's she's very genuine, and uh, she's just fun. She's just a fun down to earth person to be with. She really is. So, um, without further ado. Yeah. Well, we can we could we could ado. have further ado. Yeah, we could do all you but, want. But um, here's Amber. All right. So we had tons of fun with Amber, and Chris Golden was actually sitting right next to her, but we didn't get to talk to him yet. Maybe we'll get to talk to him again no, tomorrow. You know why? Because Chris was having one of those moments with the crowd. No, and with the police officer. And with James Marsters. Okay, so the Boston Police Department, oh I, I think they might all be geeks, but they're, they're awesome. Oh my God, they were like, the ones who were, who were in the building, and they were like probably 10 times more than usual because of the president being in the same building at the same time, uh, were all like hanging around talking to artists it was the coolest thing in the world taking pictures with people this one this one police officer was talking to chris golden and he was just getting so excited and he was like do you guys know about this guy and we're like yeah he's been our friend for years i was like i've known him since i was 11 and he's like this is so cool i only just met him today but he's so cool <laughs> holding one of chris's books like it's his new baby it, it, was the, it, was. it was one of the neatest things around. It really was. We'll talk about one of, you know, the best day, walking a beat in Boston, uh, you know, instead of doing that, you know, you get to go to a Comic-Con. I mean, Yeah, I'd be pretty happy bonus. myself, so. No, but I got to tell you, the funniest thing was that all the people that were there for Obama and Deval Patrick, who is the governor, sitting governor of Massachusetts, and I guess he was there to lend support to Deval Patrick. Yes, because there's a governor election on, like, soon. Two, three weeks. Vote. But they were, they all had on these blue shirts. <laughs> yes, thank you for that bit of patriotism. B-O-T-E. <laughs> They're all walking around with these blue Obama t-shirts. and. No, they were Deval t-shirts. They're walking through the the area right at the entrance to the con and they're watching girls in spandex walk in and <laughs> guys and Chewbacca and eight foot Chew I swear to God an eight foot Chewbacca there's pictures we got a picture yeah yeah we got a picture with they're, him awesome. they're like staring at these people like what planet am I on and these these cops by just by way of complete opposite are like having fun smiling, relaxed. We also got a picture with the cops. They were yeah. really they were cool. They were a little reluctant at first for that picture. Well, I, I, was, I was hugging this uh, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop walks up to her and goes, do you want me to throw his ass out? <laughs> and then we conned them into doing a picture with Yeah, and, and, then, and then I came over and I said, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, you know, these uniforms are real. <laughs> I was like, no. And then he, he didn't, I don't think he really, well, he was a little disheveled about it. So he called over like two other cops. Yeah, yeah, he called him. over his buddies. And they got in the picture. 
That was just fun. We had a good you time. You know, shout out to the Boston police. You guys were awesome today. You really were. We love you. You really, really were. And then awesome. what, in the background of the picture, the, the artist behind us <laughs> tried six, to do a plug. Guy, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know what time it is. It's time to play Wheel of Fish. No. No? It's time to play random number generator to see who gets what prize? What, what were we giving away last week? We give, oh, whoa, whoa. The DVD <laughs> of uh, um, Friday Scare. Oh, my God. What the hell's the name of that show? Friday. Saturday, Friday. Saturday Fright Night. There we go. No, it's not Saturday Fright Night. Everyone thinks that's what it is. But it's Saturday Night. Fright Special. I was so damn close. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're like We're dead. really, so really. So let's, let's figure it out. That's enough of that. Somebody won. The winner tonight is Monster Dad. And Monster Dad will be shooting you off an email later on uh, sometime this weekend, maybe, sort of. And uh, congratulations on being random. Yeah. You win! Woo! Slow oh, clap! Okay, that's okay. They're really not <laughs> clapping. They're high-fiving each other incredibly badly. Ow, 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 Hey, ow. you know, I hate to be the one to say this, what? but we're going to do one more interview, and then we're going to sleep. Because you really don't want to hear Because we got to wake up early tomorrow to do, do more interviews. <laughs> so, Yay. But the last one's a doozy. The last one, the last it's one. It's a is couple of doozies, actually. A pair, a of, pair doozies of doozies, <laughs> in which, once again, Dome showed his incredible lack of skill when it comes to interviewing beautiful women. And I frankly had nothing to say as I was eyeing James Marsters, trying to think of how I was going to get a piece of his hair. Never got him. <laughs> There's always tomorrow. There's off. It's only a day away. We had Claire Kramer. Who was? Uh, Glory. Glory. On Buffy. On Buffy. So, Java, you probably missed her, season five. Yeah, not and, there yet. And Mercedes McNabb, who was Harmony on Buffy and Angel. Angel's and last she also season. did an episode or two of Supernatural. And she was in the movie Hatchet. And the Addison And is about to spill the beans about her latest movie. But we'll let her spill the beans. Nice. Cool. So we're actually going to be recording live out, out in the hallway. Snacks. And I'm giving away a big surprise. I'm probably not supposed to. So people can go check out how to see who it's singing So, and had you too. And once again, I'm an ass. <laughs> you mean a movie? You know, this is what happens when you read the intertubes. Everything on yeah. the intertubes said that she had a new movie and it was just about to come out. Blah, 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 blah. It was going to be a USA made for TV movie. But no. Don't believe everything you read. Evidently, freaking not. Anything that rhymes is true. If it was haiku, it would have been perfect. <laughs> haiku doesn't rhyme. I know. That's why it would have been perfect. Uh, yeah. The the funny thing is that, you know, some of those pilots that get made and get lots of buzz never end up making it to television. And that's unfortunate. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the write-up was for something called Glass 
Was it glass shoe? Glass. Glass slipper. Glass heels. Glass heels. That's it. And it's a story about women who, uh, because of the economy, have been forced out of their jobs, and end up working in a gentleman's club. I'd watch it. I would definitely have watched that. And they said it was fairly funny, too. You know, and she she was kind of bummed about it. And frankly, so was I. Sounds like hours of hilarity. At least an hour and a half. <laughs> <clears throat> so shall, shall we wrap this sucker up? Well, I would say that was day one, but it wasn't. We, there was a that hell was, of a lot more that we did. That was day two. Day two. Um, uh, like I said, Zonbergen and I were there yesterday chatting with people, watching people set up, uh, laughing at other people. Well, we have some interviews that we're going to play tomorrow. Including an interview with Garib Seamus, another one. Okay. We got to meet him in person in the fleshly fleshness. And I must tell you, he's a very wonderful gentleman. Yeah, that too. Not to mention, we have the cutest picture of little Batman meets big Batman. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know, some of the coolest pictures that we get every year at any of these cons happen at Suicide Girl. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and this one did. No, but our, you know, the interactions with, with people in costume. And in this one, there was a guy who was, what, maybe six feet. And had the the chunky uh, Batman Christian costume on, Bale, the Christian Bale Batman, and I mean he he looked you know suitably buff, and there was this five year old kid in basically the cowl and a towel cape, it was so, so and cute. gloves, and it was the cutest thing. And he walked up to the big Batman and pointed at him and just kind of put his hand out to shake it. It was really cute. And, and the point away. of that being that people are awesome. You ran away like a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> the point know, is that humanity has some small modicum of hope. Absolutely. Yay! And, and, and two Batmans unite. And it, and it lies within the power of the geeks. Not yeah. to mention we saw a lot of jokers. Not to mention so it's nice we that the Batmans are united. <laughs> we saw a lot of Harley Quinns. Oh my God. There were so many Harley Quinns. Thank you, every lady in the world who chose to dress up as Harley Quinn today. All right, that's enough. <laughs> Not to mention, yep. I met another Drusilla. Yes, you did. Okay, so coming <laughs> up. Um, 16th of October. That Wait, that's tonight. Never mind. That's no. tonight. That's... Moving on. Why did he put that on the calendar? Because he's a dork. This is still happening, man. <laughs> uh, next week, the 23rd, fan favorite Hunter Lagore has released her anthology called The Last Man Anthology. Wow. I should just read this. And script. she'll be on to talk about it. <laughs> Would you uh, like me to do that? No. On November 6th, we get our sneak peek at Boston Comic Con 2011. He's doing that again? Boston Comic Con. Okay. Somebody, <laughs> somebody from Boston Comic Con. Oh, oh, I think Bob Shaw will be there for that. No, Bob Shaw will not be there. It was somebody else. Bob's here? Bob's not here. Hi, Bob. Where are you, Bob? Bob's Where in the here. world is Bob? I found Waldo today, but I lost Bob. I know. So on November 13th, we've got Dave Sanders and John Talarico of RunawayCreations.com 
uh, presenting their latest game, Attraxian, which actually looks kind of cool. Attraction? Yeah. Attraction. Well, they didn't spell it like Attraction. Well, that's it's, okay. It's moving on. Anyway, go to runawaycreations.com for a preview of that show. As usual, we're the official podcast of Boston Comic Con and Comic Art House. Go to comicarthouse.com for original art from your favorite artists. And as usual, the outro music is provided by Zenoise. And you can get their CD, The Benevolent Beast, on iTunes. That, my friends, is the coming up calendar. Sorry, thank- X, that sucked. Yeah, yeah, you'll get over it. <laughs> I want to thank Rihanna and Drew and, uh, and Zombrarian and X and the Dead Redhead for what was a really, really interesting day today and another one tomorrow. Java, thanks for joining us tonight, buddy. Absolutely. And this is the dome saying, God, I am so tired.